Welcome to the Corporate Legal Ops Consortium podcast, where we dive deep into conversations with technology and legal ops thought leaders from across the ecosystem. This is Clock Talk. I'm your host, Jen McCarran. I'm on the board of directors at Clock, and I lead the Netflix legal operations and technology team. On this episode, we're going back to Las Vegas to the 2023 Clock Global Institute Podcast Lounge. My guest is Samina Sadfar, CEO and founder of Amplify Your Voice. Samina is an attorney turned social media strategist and personal branding expert who loves helping others find their voice and share it authentically. After two decades in various legal roles across our ecosystem, she started her own social media and branding consulting business. Personal branding is something we all need to be focused on because where we work is not who we are. Samina shares her three-step formula for building a personal brand, starting with number one, self-reflection with a few of her question prompts. Number two, the importance of building a LinkedIn profile with a photo, a good byline, and a great about me section. And number three, engagement. One-line comments are the formula minimum. If you're someone looking to get started building out your personal brand, or maybe you want to boost your existing one, this episode is for you. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast lounge, Samina. Welcome to Clock Talk. Thank you. Very excited to be here. And while we can't see, our audience maybe can't see, you are on brand with your turquoise jacket, (laughs) which matches our turquoise blue neon sign that says clock and our throw pillows also the same color. (laughs) So there's a vibe going on. Your earrings are sparkling, which is a minimum requirement because my water bottle sparkles there's a sparkle squad out there, roving <laughs> podcast recording. So thank you for being so thoughtful and on brand for us. Hey, that's what I do. So pay, yeah. you join us from Amplify Your Voice. Tell me what Amplify Your Voice is. Amplify Your Voice is the company I started about a, a couple of years ago when I realized the way I share on social media and kind of how I use my personal brand throughout my career is something that a lot of people don't know how to do. Don't know how to do. Especially in the legal industry. Lawyers don't know how to do that. No, they're good at contracts. They're good at litigation, (laughs) keeping us out of trouble or into new markets. I don't think the average person knows how to do that. That's the thing. I went to law school. I was a practicing lawyer. So I think, oh, it's just like something we miss in law school. But the more people I talk to, nobody really learns how to figure out where your doubt value differentiators are figure out what you bring to the table. Nobody really takes the time to create their own elevator pitch. And what's ironic is we're at clock. I mean, these are people who are focused and driven by the mission of driving change and working with people to make their lives better. But they're the last people to take time to work on their own personal brand. They're always focused on the company's brand or kind of the the messaging. The the products, the project brand, uh, the vision, the brand of us as a team and what we're here to do, but not so much themselves. And the thing is, I normally work with lawyers or legal tech founders or bar associations or companies like that. But I think legal ops and in-house attorneys need personal branding and sharing their brand so much more than anybody else because of a silos in corporations. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. And especially if you are someone who works remote, 
maybe away from headquarters, away from your team, maybe the whole team of you are remote folks, globally distributed. I think that the personal branding is a requirement. And absolutely that you can make up for the fact that you don't get to be in person, exchanging, communicating ideas this quickly. You don't get known as quickly when you're remote. It's really true. And I think it's something for me during pandemic, the year before pandemic, I was with a company that was out of other cities. I only met people once or twice. And then during pandemic, I was with a company that was based overseas in a lot of it. So I really only met people once when I went to give notice, actually. (laughs) I remember me. No, because it's the first time we're meeting. Here's an update. I'm leaving. (laughs) I mean, what an impactful meeting. Well, I will say they made me that an offer I couldn't refuse. So I didn't end up leaving oh, right amazing. then. amazing. Even better. Keeper yeah. test. They kept you. Exactly. But I have a lot of energy on Zoom or Slack or whatever. I've always been fairly authentic. So it wasn't as hard for me. But I think people who are a little bit more introverted or... I'm going to stop you right there and I'm going to challenge something okay, that you do. just said. Because this has nothing to do with introversion or extroversion. Those things are about how you charge your inner battery. And where the recharge comes from is either filling up from people or filling up from solitude. Shyness and a deficit in understanding your differentiators, what you just said, the value differentiator. Shyness and a deficit in focusing on being able to articulate who you are as a person, as a professional, has nothing to do with introversion. It's just a miss. It's just... Sometimes the last thing people think about or like, I think people don't always love looking at themselves. And Absolutely. It's a journey to get to that place where you're like, I love how I look. I accept myself. I love my voice and all of that. And so I think that it's a real deficit. And I'm glad that we have people like you, especially here to talk to others about here are the three things you can do to, to beef up and build yeah. your brand. You're absolutely right. Because I know plenty of awesome women out there who are volunteering in 10 different organizations who are the ones always driving these new initiatives, but they're the last person they take the time to really be out there promoting and amplifying. And we actually see it a lot with women and people of color as well, dealing with kind of imposter syndrome, the self-promotion gap. Women and men will get the same score on a test and literally describe it so differently, the exact same score. So, you know, I think it's something we've seen in the legal industry too. I think a lot of attorneys think they're going to go into a law firm or go in-house and put their head down and work there 80 hours a week and they're going to get noticed and get promoted. And the thing is, nobody cares about your career as much as you do. And 60% of getting a job or a promotion is how much the decision makers know about you and who you are. And if you're just working all the time and you got this innovation project across the line, that's great. But But how are you marketing it? Yeah, exactly. How are you marketing it? And then to market something, it needs voice. How are you getting your voice out in front to deliver that presentation? Or maybe it's a video. When I worked at Cisco Systems Inc. years ago, I was remote from the team. They were in San Jose. I was in New York. And they let me keep the job while staying in New York. But I was alone a lot. It was only a few of us in legal there. And I wound up creating videos, voice on demand or video on demand, voiceover, animating instructions or how to do something or how to... I did one like Excel efficiency tips for lawyers. (laughs) And they were one minute, two minutes max. I love audio and recording and I did it on a whim. And then I kept making them 
my boss kept telling me to do it. And then I fell in love with video making around video seven. But it was a great tool to be heard. To, like what you mm-hmm. just said struck this memory where I was helping voice the transformation efforts on the projects by writing mini commercials mm-hmm. about them and recording the audio. And people were going, who is this person? And I started getting almost more attention or credit for the work that I didn't do just because I was the one telling them yep. about it. Well, and that's the beauty of social media and personal branding. When I talk to people who are like, I don't want to brag about myself or I don't want to share about this thing I did. I'm like, you're going to put it out there because your connections, your colleagues, your clients, whoever want to hear it. But if it feels like too much for you, then yeah. focus on the work that went into it or focus on a team that helped you do it. Yeah. It's still sharing your personal brand. You're amplifying others, but it reflects well on yeah. you. And you also can just be out there kind of curating content that's not your own content. Yeah. But because you have this voice, you're telling people why you think it's interesting. You know, there's no one way to do personal branding. Like you fell into this thing, just like Alex Sue and his TikToks that he started doing because he was bored during the pandemic. But guess what? There's a lot of truth in what he says about life in-house or life in firms that resonates with a bunch of people. And that's what he's known for. Yeah, he's known legal worldwide for those. And to me, Alex is a real writer. And the TikToks are the externalization of that. He explicates that way. But in knowing Alex a bit and understanding his workflow, I did a TikTok with him too. He's a real writer. He's been writing for years and talk about voice and harnessing writing as your inner voice out on paper. And he does the weekly newsletter. He writes, I think for Above the Law and there's a book probably in the works. (laughs) You know, I feel like you're here to, we've diagnosed the problem and you're here to prescribe solutions for us and our listeners in that the problem is we're not harnessing and developing our voices enough as individuals and recognizing just how large and impactful it would be. I would rather read any legal ops person's thought piece than medium.com. Yep. I want to (laughs) know what my peers, even younger in career, I want to know what you're seeing, feeling, experiencing so I could learn from you, not medium.com. And I don't read the trades as much. Like I'm all about who are you? What's your voice? So that's what I'm hearing you diagnose as and that there's been a lack of focus on building the self and personal personal brand. And let's get into solutions here. Give us the prescription. What are three things that we all could be doing better to build our personal brand? So I'm really glad you go straight to solutions because that's the kind of consultant I am. I'm like, I want practical takeaways. So I work with a lot of law students and I'm just using them as an example because they often tell me, well, I haven't really done anything yet. And I'm like, oh, you have. You've been on this earth at least... 22 years, unless you're Doogie Howser. And, you know... Okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> can our next podcast lounge have a keyboard? Even if it's uh, MIDI electronics, so I can just... Okay, please go on. <laughs> yeah, I think the first thing is to really just do a little bit of introspection. And as you said, sometimes yeah. people don't want to look at themselves, but I often recommend my coaching clients even do a strengths finder test. Just like easy ones out on the internet that are free or like 15 bucks. Because it's often pretty affirming that you're seeing things that you didn't even recognize as a strength. Also, I found it really affirming to see the things that I was not as strong in that I tend to beat myself up about. Like, oh, I should be doing this better. Why am I not doing this What's an example of that, if you don't mind revealing? Sure. Like for me... I'm not always super organized. Okay. 
And so I'll end up, I'm a very fast-paced thinker. I'll end up with ideas in multiple places. And so sometimes it's just, okay, this isn't my strength area. I want to double down on my strengths. What I'm going to do is mitigate this as much as possible. Said like a true person went to law school. (laughs) Mitigating. (laughs) Exactly. Mitigate this. Mitigate that should be a song. So if I have a keyboard, we can be like, mitigate this. (laughs) And there's already like a litigate this. There's going to be all kinds of writing operatives. Litigate this. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see where this day goes. The filter's coming down. As the days tick on at CGI, I approach the line. Like for a perfect example for me is pivot tables in Excel. That was my efficiency training video. Okay. I need to go watch it because I've taken multiple trainings on it. This would have never happened on a Zoom. She is channeling the video example I told you before. Go on. Because I have learned multiple times how to make pivot tables. I can't do it. I always fail and I spend so long doing it. And finally, at the last place I worked, one of my team members was awesome at Excel. And I'm like, I don't want to burden you. I don't need it today. But like in the next three days, could you just create a pivot table for me? Because it's not yeah, worth my time. For help. So this is an important <laughs> thing we need to remember. It's get in touch with some of your strengths. Use the yep. strengths finder. It's a framework out there. It's a rubric you can measure yourself through. Yep. So you can understand one or two weaknesses and places you don't get washed ashore in. Yep. And then in those places, you go and you ask your community or your team members for help. Like, I'm not kidding. I never knew that I was confident. I didn't know this. I'm just operating in my own head all the time. Oh, yeah. My friend Lydia Flocini, she's the CMO at SharePoint. She didn't know that resiliency was one of her superpowers. Yeah, you don't see these things. Right, because you're just, this is what I do, right? People in being immersed in a community in a few senses, legal ops, legal tech, musicians, et cetera, work at work, my Netflix, they'll say things to me like when after I present, like you're so confident. I'm like, what? And then two years later, after hearing this, I'm like, I'm so confident, but right? we need these mirror moments from other people. Yeah. So, okay, so under- external. Yeah. understanding your strengths yep. and having an idea maybe of your top three or your top two weaknesses. That, and what else do you prescribe? Here? I mean, honestly, so what Nikki Shaver and I did in our personal branding workshop yesterday was we had people just think through answers to a few questions yeah. that help them start getting at what do I bring to the table? So why did you choose to go into legal ops or into the legal industry? What do clients and colleagues like about working with you? What do you want to be remembered for? What are your superpowers? And once people start thinking through some of that, it really helps them understand a little bit more about what they're bringing to the table. And you're right. It's very important to see how it resonates with other people. Because sometimes they'll say, yes, you know, definitely you're really great at social media, but honestly, you're a connector. Anytime I'm at a cocktail party, you take the time to introduce me to anybody else there that you think might benefit from knowing me and vice versa. So I love this. So I think that's the first thing is really just kind of understanding what your brand is and really what you want to be known for. What you want to be known for. I don't really go around talking about that I clerked for the Eighth Circuit or that I practiced that much because that's not really what I need people to know about me today. I want them to know I'm a connector. I want them to know I love social media. I want them to know that I'm good at building community because that's what I need in my life today. Amazing. That's a great first step. Those are some writing prompts right there that you all legal ops professionals listening should do as a first. What do we do next? What's another personal branding tool and takeaway? Give us some homework. Absolutely. So LinkedIn is my social media platform. Let's talk about LinkedIn. (laughs) I want to be 
head of the LinkedIn Lunatic Society. Interesting. Yeah, I just want to be out on LinkedIn, like my hair out to here. Just I, I'm in so many combos on LinkedIn. Like I met Tanya today from Bright Flag and I hugged her. I was like, I know you and we've only spoken in the comments. And I think it's a new frontier for corporate folks. And I, I don't know, this morning, if you heard me on stage, I was saying, encouraging people to go use the photo booth here, get a headshot. Even if it's an okay headshot, not yeah. your favorite, get it and put it up. And then yeah. your future headshots, they'll get better with yeah. n- in numbers. But none of this cutting out the wedding photo and putting you in a tux on LinkedIn. <laughs> and then if you reach out to me, you don't have a LinkedIn. That's the equivalent of leaving a voicemail in 2023. It's creepy. People don't have a photo on LinkedIn. And people have the gray default background on LinkedIn. And people have as their headline, their title, the default LinkedIn takes from their current role, but it often doesn't really encapsulate them. So you're saying photo number one. I feel like most people have a photo. Not true. There's a lot of blank avatar, you know, man heads. This just makes me sad. It makes me sad. Use that 150 by 150 square. (laughs) You guys, our face, number five is our billboard. Our face is our billboard. And this is why I put so much money in skincare into my face. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But but put it up there. We want to see your face. We want to see your eyes. And I'll remember that. Picture picture minds will remember you. And then I'll see you in clock and I'll want to cry. Because I've been looking at Tanya for months. Right. You feel like you know the person. But that headline, when you post, like, or comment on LinkedIn, the only things people see in their home feed is that photo. Yeah your name, and that headline. Photo, name, headline. Photo, name, headline. And that headline, by default, LinkedIn takes it from your current role. So if it was mine, it would say, if I use that default, it'd say CEO of Amplify Your Voice. Well, maybe after this podcast comes out, but right now, no one knows what Amplify Your Voice is. So you have like connector. I have like social media, personal branding, legal tech enthusiast, innovation, DEI. I think mine says legal tech influencer and board member member because I'm big on service and community and host. Host of the podcast. That's great. Clock Talk podcast. It gives me so much better an idea of who you are than just that you're... I would think you're just like a quiet legal ops person sitting in Netflix. Sitting in the corner in a spreadsheet. Dying, pivot writing tables. a script in a pivot table. And <laughs> yeah. I'm about to change my banner again. I'm going okay. V3 on the banner, the masthead across the top. I'm going to graphic design something using the visuals of this podcast awesome. brand because the podcast brand is new. It's very bright yep. and has this wonderful spectrum of colors. So I'm going to put something up there. Well, with- so I will say that's a great thing because too many people will have their company Oh yeah, logo back there. And I'm like, this is your page. This is not the well, companies. I did V1 for me for a while where that was the Netflix masthead. Yeah. They give them to us. Sure. And not for nothing, but when Netflix starts and those bands go, people get a feeling. They're like, we're going to be entertained. So I... This is true. I, didn't I see mind that. It, it was but very cool. But let me cool. tell you, if you're a lawyer, like... Does your law firm masthead? You want to put your law firm with five last names on (laughs) it? Five dead white guys last names. Yes. Hey, oh, kazing. Yeah. I will say, I do social media audits with clients and we go through each of these point by point. Here's a place to weave your personal branded. The number one most important thing, the homework every legal ops person needs to go home and do is work on their about section. That is your personal brand in writing for the world to see. And too many people have one 
First of all, too many people don't have one because yeah. they filled their LinkedIn yeah. profile out real quickly. This, and is the new, this is the new resume. This is the resume. People go here first and then they ask for your resume later. Absolutely. And this is the thing though. Too many people treat it like it should just be identical to their resume. Your about section is what allows you to elevate yourself beyond what you are on paper. Too many people have cut and pasted from their firm bio or their company's bio. It's written in the third person. That doesn't connect with me. I think mine's written in the third person. So go and change that into first person, please. I should change it into the first person. And the first line needs to be your elevator pitch of who you are and what you bring to the table different from every other human. Okay, I better get on that. Right? And then this is all the questions. Bring my laptop over, you guys. (laughs) All the questions that I talked about asking yourself, the answers to those, you weave into there. Oh, brilliant. My superpowers are there. The things clients, colleagues love about working with me are there. The things I bring to the table from my past experiences are all in my about section. I love that. And so that's the most important thing. What's amazing about this combo is you are a person in the world that can be hired. Your company can come in and work with any one of us and help advise and consult on this, maybe help with some of the writing and the crafting. You don't have to do all of this alone. This is overwhelming for people. Some people don't have that muscle to sit and write it all out, even if they did the prompts. So that's a resource out there in the world that, you know what? Once every three years, it could be worth investing in that, sprucing up the LinkedIn. This is your career. We're talking. This stuff counts. And this is the thing. So many people are focused on the KPIs their company has for them every year. Those goals. Yeah, sure. Are we going to roll this out? How much are we going to save on outside counsel spend? Whatever. But you have to think about your own goals and what you want. around that first. You know, do you want to speak and write more? Would you like to get more opportunities? Do you want to serve on boards of directors? You need to focus on in that profile what you want the world to see and know about you. I know he was a litigation associate at the time at a big law firm in DC. Litigation started sharing a lot about Bitcoin. And we're talking like seven, eight years ago when it was just like the nerdy dudes, right? Who talked about Bitcoin. Couple bros up in SF or like Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Right? But not like the rest of us. It wasn't his own content, right? It was articles he found about what Singapore was doing about Bitcoin or this or that. He started getting known for that. He started getting calls to speak and write. And he's like, I'm a ninth year associate. Like who wants me on their panel? And I'm in litigation. He ended up not only becoming partner, but leaving to start his own firm. And he made a total pivot just because of how he was really curating what he was passionate about. You know, sometimes the accident becomes the thing. Oh, I just went to a great session that Alex and Priya Lili did on this. How you take your career setbacks and make them strategic opportunities. I would not be here with Amplify Your Voice, but for a layoff. And being challenged. And we were talking earlier on another podcast. That's a dark moment. Even if it wasn't working out, for things to end and not on your terms, so to speak, it's a dark moment. And to find a spark in the dark and go, wait, and to be bold enough to sit in the dark and go, is there something here and catch it? And I mean, honestly, people have been urging me to get into social media for years. And I was in legal tech sales and left Thomson Reuters after 16 years. People are like, go yeah, start your own did. thing. Wow. But then I was too afraid. So I didn't start my own thing. I just ended up in another legal tech job. Yeah. That one ended. And then I was like, so people are again like, start your own company. And I'm like, no, no, it's too risky another legal tech job. But I finally started this LLC on the side because I had friends who said, please, will you help us amplify what we're doing? We want to pay you. I'm like, sure. 
And then I was turning down clients for the last six months. I was in a full-time role and I was doing all my social media on the nights and weekends. And I thought it's risky, but... do it during the day and like be with your friends on the nights and weekends. Right. Or in your other passions or the other things that enrich us in life. But you know what? That does give me to one pivot that we haven't really discussed yet with personal branding and social media. And it's kind of one of my favorite topics is just the ability to be authentic and be who you are and showcase that. It's so closely tied to well-being. And too many of us are just kind of these automatons who are kind of behind our business suits, right? Yeah, saying the word synergy a lot. So for me, I really love to work with I think I mentioned it before, but women or people of color because they've disproportionately sometimes really button up the lawyer suit yeah. or the legal op suit and stay behind that. And it's like, you're just not making those connections. Yeah. And we spend more time with our clients and colleagues than we do our loved ones in a general weeks, unless you work with your loved one. I guess if you work from home with your dog. So it's like, you don't want to feel like you can't be who you are and yeah. be authentic and share about things that have nothing to do with your work. It's a journey to get to the authentic self at work. Did not come instantly for me. It's a road and some people are just more locked in a fear-based thinking state. I know that's where I came from. And this corporate thing, I just felt like I don't look like anyone. I don't dress like them. I'm getting constructive feedback. I need to dress like them. I came out of the music industry with ridiculous clothes I toured in. (laughs) showed up (laughs) in an office and they're like, this is intense. I'm like, okay, but it's vintage. And they're like, clean it up and get a haircut. It was like very shaggy hair, but the whole thing, but it's a journey. And I just want to say that because bring your authentic self to work. People hear this so much, almost cliched now. We don't even know how to do it. And it takes time and it takes practice and it takes sometimes saying too much, TMIing or, you know, you get some in feedback that your LinkedIn posts are too long and too personal. The thing is, though, there's always someone who feels the opposite way. Someone's relating to it. So if it spoke to three people. Yeah, you might get a reprimand from your whomever. This was too long or this was too personal. And there are people who your posts are resonating with that are never going to even like or comment. But you know it because you run into them at something like this and they'll tell you, oh, I loved that post you did about your name change, Mina. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know they saw it. Yeah, it's so cool. I just do want to throw out though the word caution. LinkedIn is uh, employers are looking at us. It's not Instagram. Nope. They may look at Instagram too. Like I know certain financial industry people who do full background checks because they have to. But... Use good judgment out there on LinkedIn. Absolutely. I did a session at Howard University Law School recently on going viral without going viral. And one of the things we were talking about, the students were saying like, I'm really passionate about a lot of social activism and how do I share about that on social media without alienating future employers? And I'm like, look, it's all about the tone you use. You can generally share about anything, even very controversial. matters. As long as you have a professional tone and if you get trolled, you still have to respond professionally or don't respond. Yeah, right? that's really good advice. Any last tips that we're leaving on the table here? You can, yes. yes. Can give, I, us, give us the home run. Take us out with the last good one. Oh no, now there's so much pressure. So built. much pressure, but <laughs> so you, much you pressure. live and breathe this okay, stuff. I will give you just my general rule of thumb yeah. that I think helps people because I think they get overwhelmed with social media and the shoulds of what they feel like sure. they should be doing. Oh, so the shoulds. Don't should on yourself, everybody. Wow. <laughs> Heavy duty advice. Don't shoot on yourself. <laughs> I just shoot in the bed. Go ahead. <laughs> the number one thing to do on social media is to engage. 
So don't worry about if you're not posting. Don't worry about if you feel like you should be doing this or that. Engage with the people who are important to you or who you want to get to know. So that means commenting. Get down those comments. Yep. My favorite place. more than you like. I'm living a whole other life in the comments. Oh my God. I need to get in your comments. Just get in the comments. I I find podcast guests in there. I make friends. I share secrets. Ooh. I am totally turning on a notification for you. Like the minute I leave here. I'm going to be watching you too. So engage. All you have to do is get in there. One like, line comments. One line comments. You need, love people. what you said. It resonated with me. It just loves. Yep. And send a post. Send a post. Hopefully, if you're at clock, you're taking the time to write at least one post of a few things you heard here or learned yeah. here, right? Because you've taken this. the time out of your workday to travel here to attend all this. So then send that post to somebody you met and be like, hey, Jen. I just wanted you to see what I wrote about your opening session or what I live tweeted about it. So in summary, it's following some prompts to write a little about yourself, your strengths, your superpowers. Self-reflect, yeah. Self-reflect. Get that on paper. Number two, get to LinkedIn, get the photo, get the byline description right into that space and get a great about me section going that says some of those things from the prompts. And number three... Engage. engage. All you have to do is engage. Yeah. There's your three-step formula to a personal brand. Samina, thank you for coming on the podcast today. This has been a pleasure. It has been lovely. Thank you. That about wraps up this episode. Thank you, Samina, for sharing your personal branding formula with us. You can catch this and other episodes of Clock Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time.